You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 187, How to Become a Rockstar Nurse, live coaching call with Bold Nurse Society member. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love, or back in love, with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. I am so pumped to share this with you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. What we're going to do is I'm going to play for you a full coaching session with one of my nurses in Bold Nurse Society. So this was from one of our coaching calls we did a few weeks ago. And after the session, I was like, that was awesome. I feel like nurses, one, can relate to this because we all want to get better at our jobs. That's what we're going to be talking about in this session is wanting to improve, but feeling like you're hitting these roadblocks. Maybe you're not getting the support you need with trying to become a better, more skilled nurse and, and better in your role. But also I wanted to share it with you because I know most people haven't actually experienced coaching before. Many of you who've been listening to this podcast for years have never actually experienced coaching, which is okay, right? But sometimes I try to tell you guys the difference between the podcast and coaching and what they always say, like in my high school English class was, it's better to show than to tell, right? So like when you're writing, they say, instead of saying, the boy was so scared, instead of just telling them how he was feeling, you show them. It's like, I'm going to give you lots of examples, like he was quivering under his covers and scared to peek out into the dark room whatever, right? Like that's my fake novel I just made up off the top of my head. But when we give those examples and those real life experiences that can paint the picture of it and we show them, then people reading our writing understand it better. And so that's kind of my goal with this podcast episode is instead of telling you what coaching is, instead of telling you that it's taking your real life examples and applying it and like applying these tools to your real life. Instead of just telling you, I want to show you what that looks like. Because for me, when I actually experienced coaching for the first time, it was so different than what I imagined. I don't know about you. I don't know what you imagine coaching to be like, but for me, I always thought it was someone throwing inspirational quotes at you right? Like really flowery things that that would be on like an inspiration calendar. That's what I imagine coaching being like, someone just being like, you're amazing, you're wonderful, you're stronger with every step or, you know, all these like really flowery, fluffy things. That's what I thought coaching was all about. But as you will see in this session, that's not what it is. And instead of telling you what it is right now, I'm going to show you. We're going to dive in to this coaching call with a lovely nurse from Bold Nurse Society. And I got to give her a huge thank you. I really appreciate her letting me share this with all of you here today. Now, as we get into it, I want you to know I apologize. The audio quality is not perfect. It gets better than it is right in this beginning part, but the content is spot on. So I know you're going to love it. So enjoy. Yay. 
Hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, okay. I think that my coaching thing would be um, that, like, I have a really difficult time with um, dominant women at work. And, okay. um, you know, that's like my manager or like other women that are really killing it in my field. I try to learn from them. I try to be friends with them. And I feel like it doesn't go well. Um, either it's like my approach or my personality just don't mesh. So I was thinking of a certain circumstance at my job in endoscopy. Um, there was one nurse that was really good at discharge. So after the patient is done with their procedure, we're getting them ready to go home. And so I just really like complimented her like, yeah, I heard that you're queen of discharge and like, you know, I'd really like to learn like a couple of your tricks. Like maybe today we have really light load back here. Maybe you could show me a couple of things. And he just refused. Sorry, I cut out. Did you say she, did you say she refused? to show me anything and like almost like snubbed me more me slow, more so like, I want to slow it down like, and I want to know what you mean by she refused because that is a thought I just want you to notice like all of us could have different ideas in our mind of what it looks like for her to refuse like some people might think she's like absolutely not you know and other people might think refused is just like she kind of avoids it so so what happened when you said I would love for you to show me your tricks today definitely happened very um very much so avoided it and okay so can you give me like a specific action that she did or what she said or something like that I would walk up to the computer and she was working on something and I obviously had a free minute she would close out her computer and go and work in another area Um, okay and then I gave a gentle reminder later on in the day when we both had nothing to do. And I said, boy, you know, I, I would love to learn maybe one thing that, you know, is really helpful for you that, you know, helps um, save time back here. And she, um, she just said, hmm, yeah, and, and wouldn't do anything. Okay. And so she just like kept working or walked away or what'd she do? Walked away. Walked away. Okay. And so what is all of this meaning to you? It means to me that I'm not learning from somebody that's been there a long time and I'm not, I'm not going to figure out those tricks on my own. Um, and I want to be more efficient at my job, but if I can't get those rock star people to help me and to teach me, I don't feel like I can succeed as much. Um, and I don't know how to get on the same level as them to like let let me get on board with them. So, do you feel like that's what it's mostly about for you? Is wanting to learn from them or earlier you had kind of mentioned like friendship so is it more like a mentor or you're like I want to be friends with you I want to hang out with you oh I mean it doesn't 
doesn't have to be a friendship. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that I'm being friendly. Yeah. Um, okay. So a couple of thoughts you mentioned that you have, I can't figure this out on my own and I'm not going to be, I can't succeed as much without their help. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel when you think I can't figure this out on my own? Well, I, how do you I feel like, I feel like it's a, uh, you know, there's little, there's little tips and tricks with different computer systems that, you know, I, I can figure out a lot of things on my own. And I've, I've figured out little tricks that I teach other people, but they've been there like years and years and years. And they know the most efficient way to put things in. And I would just like to learn from you. I like, I want to be better at my job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they, like, they won't let me, I don't want to say let me into the club because it's not about like being a friend, but it is like this click um, mm -hmm. where it's like, I just, I just want to learn. I just want to do better at my job, but it's like this resistance. Maybe it's because I'm trying to learn and get better at my job that they see that as like, um, like, you know, you're trying too hard. You're going to make me look bad. I don't know, but I, okay. Let's just take a look at what's going on in your model with this. So you approach this nurse a couple times and say, like, I see you're really good at this. I'd love to learn from you. We might have some downtime today. It would be great to teach me your tricks. You go up to her again. I'd love to learn at least one thing. And she says, yeah, and walks away. And then when that happens, your thought is, I can't succeed without her help. Okay, so that thought goes through your mind and and then what emotion does it create for you when you when she's just walked away and you think I can't succeed here without her help it makes me really angry it, it makes me very angry because I'm I'm just trying to be a coworker. I'm just trying to be part of the team and I feel like it benefits her for me to be more efficient okay but, so when you feel angry then what did you do after that? How did the rest of your shift play out? What did that look like? So, um, so I think I get distracted and I don't think I'm on my game as much when I'm upset about something like that. And, um, and then that kind of tends to spiral. Um, I try and catch myself and I'll take a moment in the bathroom and you know, use some self-talk to get myself on board. Like, you know, all right, well, that person doesn't want to help you. Maybe somebody else will, but, um, and I, I'm trying to keep it specific to that situation, but you know, it's not the only time and it's not the, and, only so, and that's what we do is we start to notice those patterns, but that's great that you're staying in this situation. Cause this will apply to some of those other situations too. So I want to put your model up on the board for you to kind of see what it looks like here. So nurse says, yeah, and walks away, right? And we know this is after you said, I would love to learn just one thing today. Your thought is, I can't succeed without her help. You feel angry. Mm -hmm. 
And then you said what you do is you're distracted, which it would have like specific actions that go with it, right? But it's more just kind of like spinning out in your head. You said it, you spiral. Yeah, I I would just say that I just don't move as fast. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you said go to bathroom to kind of re uh, recalibrate. So I want you to notice when you feel angry, you become distracted. So it spirals in your head. It consumes your thoughts, right? Now you're thinking about her. You're thinking about the other times things like this have happened, other people on your team and how they're not helping you the way you want. All of that's consuming your brain space. So you move slowly to help your patients. You just aren't on your A game. Maybe you're, I don't know, making some mistakes or just forgetting things or whatever that looks like in your action line. And then you kind of realize this is happening. So you go to the bathroom, try to calm down and recalibrate, right? Yeah. So these actions, when you're fueled by anger, what result do they give you? Less productivity. Yeah. So notice how that provides evidence for this thought. I can't succeed because she's not helping me. So even if like, like thinking, you know, it it makes total sense that what you're hoping is like, oh, I would love to learn from somebody who's been doing this a long time, who's showing a lot of talent and skill in this area. Makes total sense. That would be something that you would desire and you would take action to try to get that help with. But then if she isn't willing or able to give that help, this sentence in your brain is doing the opposite of your goal. This thought, I can't succeed without her help, feels so important and true probably, right? Like we think it's logical, right? So it just feels like a really important thought to think. But when it makes you feel angry and distracts you from your work, it's like now I'm slower at discharging people. I'm slower at helping my patients. I'm slower with all this stuff, which is I was trying to get faster at it. I thought the problem was where the anger comes in, but it's really where the thought is that it starts being a problem. Yeah. And I mean, none of this is really, truly a problem. Maybe it's not as fun for you, right? But you're still able to care for your patients. It sounds like it's not derailing your entire shift where you can't do it, but it's just not very fun or efficient Mm -hmm. to finish out your shift from anger. Right. And, but it, it totally is okay to feel this way. Like you can process the anger. You can carry it with you. I love that you are taking some time to yourself to go to the bathroom and just be like, you know what, this is how I'm feeling right now. And all of that, like, we don't have to, you don't have to tell yourself you can't feel angry, but we just want to notice it's the thought creating it. Not like right now we're giving her all the power. Where it's like, well, if she would have helped me out, then I could have succeeded. When the truth is like, oh, no, I'm thinking a sentence that's making it harder for me to succeed. Mm -hmm. So that's really good news because now we don't have to give your coworkers or manager or all these other people the power over your success. You get to own that to be like, no, okay, I thought this was going to be the way I was going to 
succeed and get really good at discharges was by getting her help. Looks like today that's not what's happening. And I love that you asked for help. That's great. That shows some initiative. But if she's not willing to or doesn't have the time or whatever, we don't know what's going on, whether maybe she's just thinking, you're right, today is a day where we have some downtime. I would love to just relax instead of teach. You know, like it it might not have been anything malicious, but we have control over your model, which is noticing, okay, so that's what I thought was going to be the way to my success. And getting better at discharges looks like today is not the day for that. But I know that I can still be successful in this role. I'm just going to have to find some different ways. Maybe it's going to be my own trial and error of like, maybe this will speed up discharges or this will. Maybe it's going to be talking to somebody else. Maybe it's going to be doing a Google search and reading in forums what people say about how to speed up discharges. But when we're feeling angry, we have less creativity and desire to go do those things. And that's what's going to stunt your growth more than this nurse not giving you her tips and tricks. That makes a ton of sense. And seeing it spelled out like that really makes me realize where the issue is and how to approach it differently. And I can I can really see it like from a quarter turn different angle. So I, I want to play around with some other options. Yep. Okay. So let's say in this situation again, where... She says, yeah, and then walks away and doesn't, you know, sit down to offer you some tips and tricks for discharge. What do you want to feel in that situation? I want to feel empowered to do my job better. So how can I change it? And we could write it that that I'm successful, I'm productive, I feel on point at work is your result line what would, yeah and then and then pull that all the way down to the result line so okay like that's a great idea let's go backwards with it okay sure. our result line we want i'm productive at work is that what you said productive successful um, managing my time well okay so if this is what we want to be your result what actions do you have to take to get there do you think I think I need to, I think I need to have self-confidence. Okay, so that's going to be the feeling that fuels you. Okay. So if you're feeling confident, okay. how do you show up during your shift? I show up um, on time with a positive attitude like I'm looking for looking for the positives right. for the success looking for success yeah anything else um that I'm I'm getting my job done mm-hmm in other areas of your life, when you're feeling confident, like let's say you're socializing and you feel confident, how does that impact you? 
like I like I hold my body differently and like um like I speak more clearly I don't like hang my head down I'm more willing to um socialize more if I have success then I want to talk with more people yeah what about when you're working on something you you scuba dive right yeah so let's say you're learning to scuba dive and not getting something right away that they're trying to teach you but you're feeling confidence what do you do when you run into a challenge but you're feeling confident I just keep practicing at it I just keep going at it um yeah I just keep trying yeah those are the actions we want to be taking, right? And that's going to be fueled by confidence. And one of the actions that you said here that I really loved was looking for success. When you're feeling confident, it becomes that cycle because then you start noticing like, hey, but I did this really well. Or look how much I improved on this. And look how much I've learned since I just, since I started and I've come so far. We start looking for the things we're doing well instead of looking for how we can't succeed. We're looking for the improvements we've made. And then that fuels like that idea, like, oh, I'm successful at work. And then we start thinking thoughts that generate more self-confidence. So it becomes this positive loop, this positive self-fulfilling prophecy. So now we just want to play around with some thoughts that can bring up some of that self-confidence. So... Do you have any thoughts that you know of? Like we could use some of those other situations like socializing or scuba diving or something like that. Like any time in your life when you feel confident, if you can tap into one of those moments, yeah, thinking my, about yourself. Like like when I'm putting in a difficult IV, I think like I've done thousands of these. I can do this. Yeah. Like uh, almost like a challenge, like a, this is a difficult patient. Like I, I want to do this one. I want to make this into a success. I love that. Um, or like when I get a difficult assignment with a doctor, like, um, I want to make it through my day today with my lip zipped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I want to make it through this. <laughs> Yeah. I love these thoughts you're coming up with. They're fantastic. I love, love this one where how you kind of said like, all right, challenge accepted. I want to make this a success. I think that would be a really fun thought to play with when nurse walks away and doesn't seem interested in teaching you her discharge tricks. That would be kind of a fun thought to be like, all right, Challenge accepted, queen of discharge. I'm going to figure out all the tricks myself, right? Like I thought you were going to be the way, but turns out at least not today. So challenge accepted. All right, I like it. I like it, Abby. I'm going to, be I'm going to become the discharge queen. Okay. That's kind of a more playful way, right? So when you think that challenge accepted, I'm going to rock this. Yeah. Then it brings up more of those feelings of confidence, maybe even some playfulness or, or like playful competitiveness, right? It's not like this angry competitive 
feeling. I like that. I, I like that much better. And I didn't like how I was getting in that like anger, like, I'm just trying to succeed. Why won't you help me? And mm-hmm. just yeah. like, things getting spiraling down and getting angry and getting worse about it. I like yeah, this. It, this it totally cool. is that spiral. But yeah, pull yourself out of it. Remember, she's not in charge of your success. You are. And so be mindful of how you want to think about it. When things like that happen with and those other situations you talked about too, maybe this will apply. It's like, all right, challenge accepted. I'm going to figure out another way. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're so welcome. So there you have it. That's coaching. And the thing I love about listening to other people get coached, and I hope while you were listening to that coaching replay, is that while you might not have that same exact situation in your life. You might not have asked someone to help you with discharges and get better at discharges and they said, yeah, but then avoided you. You might not have had that exact situation. But my bet is as you were listening to that, you could think of times in your life when you were giving someone else the power or you were getting in your own way from achieving your goals. And the things that you were doing were actually counterproductive to achieving your goals. So that's what I love about listening to other people get coached is my brain isn't on high alert because I'm not emotionally involved in the situation like they are, right? But you get to take that step back and you can see yourself doing those same things in other situations in your life and get those, those aha moments yourself. So if you enjoyed listening to that coaching session, then you're going to love Bold Nurse Society because we do, right now it's two of those coaching sessions a month where you can either be the one getting coached, you can be in the coaching seat, or you can listen to other nurses get coached. So come hang out with us in Bold Nurse Society. If you want more of that, then you've got to join us in there. You're going to love it. So to get into Boulder Society, right now I don't have general enrollment open, but I do have the year-long pass you can get with my holiday special. So for those of you who have some Christmas shopping to do or have people doing Christmas shopping for you, make sure you let them know that you want a year-long pass to Boulder Society. It's super affordable. We do tons of coaching in there. You'll get the private podcast so you can listen to it like this on the go it's magical. It's my happy place. So come hang out with us in there. You can get all the details for the gift annual pass that you can either buy for yourself or have your holiday shopper pick up for you at www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash gift. Okay. So send them there. Make sure they type in the W's www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash gift. And the awesome thing about getting a year-long pass to Bold Nurse Society is you get two months in the program for free. So instead of paying for a full year, you're actually paying for 10 months, but you get that entire year of support. And right now, I mentioned a holiday special I have going on. If you enroll before December 1st or your, your holiday shopper picks up the gift pass for you before December 1st, then you'll also get my free Coping with Anxiety bonus course. So that is valued at $100, but you get it for free if you purchase the gift yearly pass before December 1st. 
okay? And for those of you who I know when you tell someone like, this is what I want for Christmas, sometimes it takes the magic out of it. You don't have anything to unwrap under the tree. So I want you to know that when they get the gift annual pass, it will give them a lovely little thing that they can put under the tree for you or in your stocking or give you for Hanukkah or anytime you're celebrating, they can present that to you to make it extra special with a little letter from me and welcome you into Bold Nurse Society. So head to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash gift and don't miss out on getting your free coping with anxiety bonus course by picking up the gift pass before December 1st. And that coping with anxiety course will be yours for free. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that coaching session. I had so much fun doing it. And again, thank you to my lovely nurse in Bold Nurse Society for letting me share it. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.